Hi, people. I hope you all are having a great day so far. And you probably are on this podcast wanting to know more about the education field. And I have some great news for you. I went ahead and interviewed a principal from Meadowlark Elementary. And she shared some really, really great advice and um, kind of shares her story um, in hopes to just give advice to people who are going into the education pathway. And so I hope you really enjoy this podcast. And yeah, let's get right into it. Okay. All right. So how long have you been a principal here? Uh, okay, so here in Andover, this is my fifth year. Oh, wow. So I kind of tell you my journey a little bit. So I um, taught for seven years, first grade, Okay. in Jinx, Oklahoma, so close to Tulsa, and while I was teaching, then I stayed home with my daughter for a couple years, and while I was staying home, I started working my master's degree in administration, Uh knowing kind of when, as as I was teaching elementary school, I knew that I probably wanted to do something more, Mm -hmm. and I've always been kind of a natural leader, like I've Mm -hmm. always gravitated towards leadership opportunities, I've always gravitated towards that kind of thing, so I worked on my master's degree, and then stayed home a couple years, and then when I went back, I actually went into like a curriculum support person, so I would support teachers in the area of curriculum, and then my third year into that job, the day before school started, one of the principals resigned, Wow! and I worked at a school that had like 2,000 kids, and so we had three assistant principals and one site principal, so one of the assistants resigned. So it kind of like launched me in to be a principal. So I was there, I was a principal there for, from 90, 2006, maybe it was 2008 to 2014 when I moved here. So then when I moved here, I worked in Wichita. So I have a really, I have an urban experience too, which was super cool. I was assistant principal and principal in Wichita for two years. And then I'm starting my fifth grade, fifth grade fifth year here in Andover. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so it's like a journey. Yeah. Of, it's been a journey. Yes. Yeah, it's been oh, fun. So cool. It's been fun. It's yeah. been super fun. So. Yeah. Okay, well, that's so cool. Um, let's see here. Um, oh, yes. So what made you choose your teaching profession? I think you kind of mentioned a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know what? I've told people before, I actually really feel for people that are going to college and they don't know what they want to do because mm-hmm. I think a lot of educators mm-hmm. know from a young age that they wanted they wanted to be a teacher. Like I can't yeah. remember not wanting to be a teacher. Yeah. So it's yeah. interesting when people do have those go to they go to college and they are undecided or they yeah. don't know what realm to go into. So I I'm one of those people and I think I would think if I were to ask most of our teachers here, yeah, I would say most of them probably I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. I think it's kind of yeah. in our DNA a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> right, I, mean? I think right. it's just kind of yeah. part of our DNA. So, yeah. um, I mean, I think I played around with the idea of doing something different, mm-hmm. but I, kids are what I love. Yeah. And so I know I'm the most um, myself with kids, mm-hmm. and I'm the most, um, they ju- I'm just fascinated by them and yeah. what they think about and how they do things and watching their development yeah. is super cool yeah. and then my role it's been fun because I so now that I'm in my fifth year so we have a fourth grade girl right now her name's Taylor and she um started like basically in kindergarten when I started my first year and it's been a journey with her and she 
lots of lots of emotional issues, lots of behavioral issues. Like we've had you know, multiple times that she's been in the office because she just mm-hmm. can't handle being in the classroom. And and most of the kids. I mean, my goal is for the kids to just view me as another person to care and love them mm-hmm. and support them. I I there's yeah. times I have to be a disciplinarian, but. Mm-hmm very few and far between. Like it's yeah. more than anything, I'm just another person to, to support yeah. them. So yeah. anyway, Taylor's been on a journey, her parents have been on a journey mm-hmm. of finding um, what really can help her. And she, anxiety, probably a little bit of oppositional defiance, mm-hmm. kind of OCD-ish a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so she, like today, I got a text from her teacher and she's like, Taylor's under the desk. She doesn't want to get out. Do I leave her or do I, Try to get her out and of course this teacher's new yeah. to taylor because it's new school year so she doesn't she knows of taylor but doesn't know kind of taylor's quirks yeah so i was like walk him down so i walked down there and so i just leaned down and i said hey taylor i said why don't you come talk to me for a minute mm-hmm. well for the last two to three years like I, I kind of like pulled the chair back and normally she would grab the chair and try to keep hiding or yeah. go i don't want to or she would have done something uh-huh. well she um immediately just like stood up Wow. Yeah. So we've built a relationship. She has yeah. trust in me. Yeah. And so I pulled her out and I said, Hey, so what's going on? And she was like, Forgot my water bottle at home. And for most kids, I could, they can let their bowl on their shoulders. She, we know that she can't. Yeah. And she goes, Oh, my water bottle. And she'd been under this for like an hour. Quiet, but under this for an hour. So I said, Okay. I said, Well, Taylor, I said, Miss Augus doesn't know this. I said, But we have water bottles in the office. I said, I can give you a disposable water bottle for the day and you can refill it if you want to. Yeah. And she was like, oh, okay, but I can see her little wheels turning. And I said, but you're worried about your actual water bottle, aren't you? And she uh, said, yes. Well, and yeah. I said, okay. I said, she goes, I, my, I filled it up, and my mom put it in my backpack. Mm-hmm. And I said, she goes, maybe it fell on the bus. I said, we have a couple options. We can call your mom. We can buy out the water bottles for your car. Mm-hmm. Or at home. We could also put the, call the bus bar. The bus bar might have it also. But mm-hmm. we'd probably come okay. But I go, regardless, yeah. you can have some water today. Yeah. So we call her mom. Mom goes out to the car. Oh my gosh, Taylor, here is your water bottle. It's actually here right now. Taylor, are you okay with just taking a water bottle, taking a you know disposable one? Mm-hmm. She was good to go. Yeah. So then I had Ms. August come out of the classroom, talk to Taylor. So I told Ms. August, I said, so Taylor has been working really a lot the last couple of years on advocating for herself mm-hmm. and telling you what she needs. And mm-hmm. I said, so and I told her, I said, Taylor, we also, you're getting older. It's embarrassing to be hiding under a desk around mm-hmm. your friends. You know, they're, they're going to yeah. look at you and think, why is, why is Taylor hiding under and I said, so you got to use your words. You have to talk to Miss August. Miss August can send me a text. Call down here. I can come. Miss Holcomb, our new counselor, our counselor yeah. could come. But there's people that can be here to help you with that. And yeah. so it's fun to watch yeah. like kids like that. that yeah. You can kind of go, oh my gosh, from where they came to where they are now. Yeah. But having that like continuity of time with them, like yeah. I know her little ways. And what make if I would have walked in there and said, You need to get up right now, young lady, this is ridiculous, she would have dug her heels in. Mm-hmm. And other kids, I could walk in there, all I have to do was just say, You need to get busy, you need to start working. Yeah, and they would hop too. You yeah, know what I mean? and yeah. so it's been fun. I just love yeah. to see how they all how, how they fun. develop and all that. Do exactly. you think that's why you went with like a younger, like eight, kind of just to see that development almost? Maybe you know, I yeah. think when I chose. I don't even know why I chose the younger. I think mm-hmm. I went to Oklahoma State, and when I went to go visit there, they had a child development lab. So okay. it was like these classrooms that you uh-huh. could watch from like a, a, a window, like a two-way window kind of deal. Yeah. 
and it was an early childhood program, and it was only up through kindergarten that year, but I think now it's maybe more like first or second, and I think maybe that program was yeah. interesting to me, so it kind of just lent itself to yeah. lower. So I can be I can be an elementary principal. Principal might actually be through. It's interesting. I think I might be able to be a principal through twelfth grade, but I'm only certified to teach. Okay. The upper. Gotcha. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah. I'm thinking like so early. T- so you could do. It's tough. Like I mean, you almost could do an an elementary ed degree. Mm-hmm. I would do early childhood if you knew you wanted to teach preschool. Okay. But if you want to do anything higher than pre-K, mm-hmm. I would say do elementary ed. Okay. It would diversify you more. You okay. would have more more range realm to cover. Exactly. And not that okay. you couldn't get certified in both. Yeah. But I would probably major in elementary. If, you, if you're kind okay. of thinking that middle, second, third, yeah. first, second, third, I think elementary would be... Would be beneficial yeah, and be cover that. Yeah, okay, so. well, that's cool. I'm having a chatter, so I might go off on my Oh, no. I, no, it's all good. It's okay. all good. <laughs> um, I always lose my spot here. Um, let's see here. Oh, so I wanted to ask you what challenges will I face as a teacher? Like, what? Challenges. Okay, I think um, for one, I think one challenge um, every year is you get a new crop of kids. Mm-hmm. And so you have lots of tricks up your sleeve on um, how to manage classrooms, yeah. how to, um, you know, different instructional strategies, things like that, but yeah. you never know what's going to be walking in your door. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's always a challenge, but it's a fun challenge because every yeah. year, as like I've told Todd before, every year as a teacher, you do get to kind of start over. So, you know, you get your new planner yeah. and you get your, get the new pens, you yeah. get to just a clean slate every single year where in, in some industries I mean it's just a continuation of, of the, the same, same thing, thing over and over and over yeah. um, I think new teachers their biggest challenge is um, you can watch how classrooms are managed and run and when you student teach you essentially are kind of replicating the management that was that is part of that classroom. The procedures and routines have already been set up by that teacher. Yeah. And so oftentimes when you are interning, the kids fall into that routine a little bit. Yeah. So I think management is the number one hard thing, I think, for teachers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's learning um, what is your, oh, what's the word? Um, like I tell teachers all the time, I want them to be themselves. So if you, mm-hmm. so if you try to replicate your colleagues next to you who might be mm. very, very, very structured and ordered and routined and do things a certain way. If you try to replicate that and that's not your style or your personality, yeah. you'll feel like a fish out of water. So it's finding, taking your personality and finding how you can best manage those group of kids okay. to where you're happy, yeah. the kids are happy. Um, but that takes time, you know, it takes yeah. time. And then also every year it takes time to go, okay. I mean, I had years where I taught where I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to have to have a senior chart on the carpet because they can't handle me on carpet together. Other years I had classes that I could have literally said, I'm going to go home. I want you to teach reading. I want you to teach math. I want you to take the kids to the restroom. I want you to take the kids to lunch uh-huh. and they could have run themselves. Okay. And so you, you're always having to constantly come up with with new tricks of the sleeve yeah yeah and then kids have unique needs and so even like the tailors of the world that 
Miss August doesn't know Taylor. I mean, she's heard about Taylor for a couple of years and knows that Taylor has some specific behavior yeah. needs. But until you've built that relationship and once yeah. you've really gotten to know them and know how to meet yeah. their needs, it's, I think it's uneasy sometimes for mm -hmm. people because you never know what's going to walk in the door. Yeah. So. So classroom management mainly and. I think classroom yeah. management for sure would yeah. be the biggest. And I think a lot of the instructional pieces, um, a lot of that is you can take the guidance from the people around you, um, but the other people around you don't necessarily have your class mm -hmm. and you're in your class by yourself. You know, yeah. and so you can take lesson plans from somebody else yeah. and plan, 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 and have everything organized in your head about how you want to implement a lesson mm -hmm. that has to be manageable first. Mm. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Oh, so then after talking about the challenges, okay. I wanted to talk about, like, what are the rewards? Oh, like, gosh. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I think just relationships mm. that you have with mm -hmm. with families, the relationships you have with kids. Yeah. I mean, I have kids that I'm I taught when I when I was like 22 out of college that I'm friends with on Facebook now. Oh, and wow. So I think just that that impact you have. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes we even take it for granted because it's all mm -hmm. I've ever known. It's all, all I've ever known is to work in a school, mm -hmm. and so I don't know anything different. And I think right. we, I remember last spring. When the shutdown happened, I remember Todd and I going and grabbing some food at like a Chinese restaurant. We were actually like sitting outside, and I am not a crier, and I tears just started streaming down my face. And it yeah. was like this loss of knowing what the last quarter of school means for kids. Mm -hmm. There was no um, wrapping it up for them. Yeah. There was no end. Mm -hmm. That was hard. It's hard for high schoolers. It was hard for our little kids who didn't get, we didn't get to say right. goodbye to them. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. I think that's a huge rewarding thing. As a principal, mm -hmm. what's really rewarding is actually like also coming alongside teachers. Mm -hmm. So I mm -hmm. love to, I always tell them, I, many of you have taught longer than I ever taught. But what I have the privilege of doing is I get to see a lot of different teachers. Yeah. And so I can, I can network teachers. So mm -hmm. I can tell, hey, Mrs. Smith. You need to go down here and you need to talk to Mrs. Jones about this cool thing that she's doing for whatever. Yeah. That kind of networking has been super rewarding. Yeah. And so it's been very fun to have like brand new teachers that you can really help them like they don't know what they're doing yet. Mm -hmm. And you walk in your blank slate and helping them kind of create the classroom environment that works for them too mm -hmm. has been super, yeah. super awesome. Yeah. And I can nerd out sometimes. Like yesterday I was like nerding out on like data, looking at all of our reading about really? data yeah. and kind of analyzing, okay, which of our kids mm -hmm. do we need to be giving some more support to? And so mm -hmm. I love the size of this school because I know all the kids. I mean, we have yeah. some of I still don't know very well, but I know for the most part where they are all academically. And so yeah. I also know how to help advocate for them, oh, yeah. you know, and their needs and things like yeah. that. So it's, I mean, it's 100% the relationships and yeah. um, just partnering with families, too. I mean, when you have that partnership with families and kids and teachers, it's, yeah. everybody is, you know, for the same positive goal. It's, yeah. it's a happy place to be, honestly. Yeah. You're all seeking, if you think about that, we're like in an environment where we're actually here to help kids learn. Yeah. Like, it's like, how exciting is that? That's yeah, a, yeah. Some people hate it, yeah. but I mean, I, it's like, oh my gosh, I just get yeah. to I think about it because it's like, oh my yeah. gosh, we're making, we're making, truly make a difference. Yeah, in yeah, and especially life. like watching
Oh, it's just so cool because you can just have that influence. Like, I think I remember, you know, my second grade teacher, I think she, I just will always remember her saying like this one little thing and, you know, it just, it impacted me and just watching back from that, you know. Which is also probably why second grade is an interest of you too. Yeah. Yeah. That's not coincidental. You right. Know, you you right. have an impactful year. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the same thing happens. I tell parents yeah. all the time, if we have, we have, don't have this often, but if we have a situation where the parents like, that was not a good year. And mm-hmm. what I can tell parents is not every teacher is cut out for every single kid. 99% of our kids here at the school, 90% of our kids could go into any classroom and be successful. Mm-hmm. But I tell parents, you know, yeah. it may be why this, you, Mrs. Smith may not go down as your favorite teacher for your child, but that's okay because yeah. your kid, your child has learned resilience. You mm-hmm. learn to also help guide your kid through some of those kind of circumstances, yeah. and you know you live and learn. You when you have a parent that says, "Hey, I want to request that my daughter doesn't have such and such teacher because my next door neighbor didn't like her." Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't do that ever. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you know. Yeah. We make we make our placement decisions. We're very thoughtful about placement decisions we make. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's kind of yeah. side, but I would definitely think the, the relationships and just seeing everything yeah. once you go from like the beginning of school where none of the kids know where they're going. Like to this year, we had three hundred kids come into our building didn't know where to go because they had never been here before. Oh yeah. And it's so what you normally it's like we have our kindergartners and new kids that don't know where to go, but everybody else knows where to go. Mm-hmm. So to have that to where they walk in and they're like. Where am I going to then yeah. be like navigating this building? And it's only been two weeks of school. Yeah. You know, and so it's yeah. been fun to just, and then you start seeing the walls become, you know, the building is very mm-hmm. empty on the walls at the beginning of the school year because, and they should be. And I tell teachers all the time, I'm like, your classroom should not look like this elaborate room on the first day of school because they haven't, kids haven't been here yet. Yeah. The walls start becoming adorned with kids' oh, work. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? So sometimes yeah. there's that pressure that my room needs to look perfect. It's like, well, actually, it probably should look like put together. Yeah. But it's not, you don't have kids' work yet. Yeah. That's where it makes it come to life. Ooh. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Just walking. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll walk you around here at the end. Of the oh, yes. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Um, oh yes um, I was going to ask if you could give me like specific examples of like um, experience from some of the teachers you supervise so like okay um, what kind of experience would you want to hear about like um, um, just like kind of like teaching experiences like watching um, like different types of like Learn like learning like teacher um you know like yeah, different yeah. styles and okay so here's um, here's an example kinda, so our even um first grade teacher and I'll point her out to you when we, when we see her today so first grade first grade teacher so she had taught for a number of years and then took like six seven years off with her kids but had taught you know six or seven probably years before that she was a parent in her building um precious darling kids are precious very supportive we had a position open in like the week before school started last year. Uh-huh. So I called her because I was thinking I knew she was interested in coming back to school. And so we had interviewed her. We interviewed her in the um, spring for a kindergarten position, and we ended up offering it to somebody else. And so anyway, but I knew she was interested. So I called her. I said, Mackenzie, I said, here's the thing. We've got a position. Yeah. It's open. We start next week. What are your thoughts? She was like, sure. She jumped right in, got a room ready. It was all yeah. good. So as I observed her throughout the year, 
I would definitely super sweet, like the kindest person in the world. Like I never worried about her um, like yelling at the kids or be getting so frustrated with them that she, it's a unhappy environment. Yeah. But the environment was a tad um, chaotic in that she was so kind and so sweet that she didn't want to necessarily redirect them mm. or establish like very consistent routines. Uh-huh. And so when I would meet with her, so I go in and do observations and evaluations. So when we sit down for our evaluation, I was like, that to me for you, Mackenzie, would be exhausting by the end of the day because you spent your whole day trying to get them back on track, like mm-hmm. constantly having to redirect them or constantly having to just like have to talk over them or mm-hmm. tell them to stop doing that or, you know, whatever. And so I said, but one thing I said, one thing I noticed that you do, mm-hmm. and I go, I only noticed this because. I'm sitting here watching you and I'm trying to think about what could be something she could do differently. So I said, it's not that any random person would walk in and see that about you. Mm-hmm. I said, but you might say something like, okay, um, boys and girls, is, is everybody ready for math? What that question does is it, as it offers up 20 kids to say mm-hmm. back to you, yes, I'm ready for math, yeah, I'm ready for math, no, I'm not, no. Yeah. You're, you're doing this like open-ended question and I said so you're basically asking for kids to start talking so yeah. something different you could do is give me a thumbs up if when you have all your supplies ready and you're ready for math because they're doing math right okay, so you can't it doesn't really matter if they're ready or not they're doing math at that time yeah so give me a thumbs up if you're ready for math and so she's like oh my gosh I didn't ever think about that and I go and trust yeah. me I go I just thought about because I was sitting here listening to you mm-hmm. or it could be something like Oh my gosh, this is, this is um, do you guys remember if we did this yesterday? So you're asking first graders. Well, half of them don't even remember what they did yesterday. So yeah. you're going to have kids, I don't know, I don't know, I think I did. And then you yeah. really go, no, we didn't. And then the other kids go, yes, we did. And yeah. so it just becomes this. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And so I said, maybe just say, if you guys remember yesterday when we were doing addition, this is what we did. Hand on top of your head, if you guys remember, that's what we did. And so you're yeah. giving them opportunities to to, to interact. interact, but they're yeah. not. It's not this like popcorning kind of thing. Yeah. So she's like, I, 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 my gosh, I totally agree. So then she goes back to her class. She picked up her kids from art or music or something. Mm-hmm. She came to me and she goes, Oh my gosh, and she goes, I did exactly what you said the minute I walked back in my classroom. Oh, I go, Well, she's picking my habit. I go, yeah. That's okay, you know. And I said, and honestly, I go, You're kind of at a point now. It was like you know, third quarter. I said, You're kind of now. You almost need a new, fresh group of kids to start fresh with. I go, it's not the yeah. end of the world. You know, yeah. you're fine. Ninth yeah. day different this year. Wow. That's why you did center. I go, Mackenzie, I got I can totally tell a difference in wow. your interaction, you know, and she's like, I've really been working on it. And uh-huh. she's always probably gonna be looser than our other two teachers, but that's her personality. And so yeah. I told her, I said, Mackenzie, I don't want you to lose your personality and who you are and you're so loving and you're so kind and the kids adore you. Yeah. But I want you to be able to gain some of the power back, to be able yeah. to quit, it is time to instruct them. Does yeah, that make sense? That and makes I said, sense, so don't yeah. replicate, don't try to be somebody, you know, that you're not being. Yeah. Um, so I also, like, I think about teachers, like, I really appreciate teachers that come and they're like, okay, like, I had a teacher just yesterday come in to me and she taught kindergarten for years. And then I actually just moved her to third grade. We only had, like, two, we used to have three kindergarten teachers, we only had two, so I moved her to third. Uh-huh. And it was not something she wanted to do. Um, was really kind of upset about it and I was like I want you to trust me that you can do this like you're gonna be able to do this and you're gonna be successful at it mm-hmm. 
and I could, and what she was really missing on her kindergarten team was like that collaboration with her other colleagues, mm-hmm. and I can see it in her personality right now with her partner. Like they're collaborating really well. She just seems more confident. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact that she also like she came yesterday and she's like, okay, she goes, I want your opinion about these three kids. Mm-hmm. What do you know about them? What are some things that you think I could do to help support them? Mm-hmm. You know, one, I was like, yeah. that shocks me that that kid is doing that. And if you talk to parents, I have a feeling they will be talking to their child about how many privacy issues anymore. This yeah. other family, huh, not real sure, you know. Yeah. So when people okay. are willing to come and kind of brainstorm mm-hmm. kids and situations, I think is it's fun to see teachers evolve in that way too. Yeah. Where they just start feeling more comfortable also. Yeah. Feeling like they don't have to have it all figured out. Yeah. And seeking like resources that are around them. Gotcha. Um, but that takes years. It took years for them to also build a relationship with me to know that okay, yeah. she's a safe person for me to talk to. It doesn't mean I'm saying I can't control my class when mm-hmm. I'm asking advice. It's yeah. just a way of. It's all about relationships. I mean, yeah. You've got to build those relationships. With yeah. In every. In, in every. every yeah. Situation. Um, I mean, I, yeah. I could probably go down and tell you something about every single teacher. But we had a teacher that. Lost her husband suddenly two years ago, and she was out for like 10 days, and then she came back, and you would have never known that she was ever, like, I mean, she was like clockwork in terms of her ability to just jump right back into the classroom and teach, and, you know, I'm sure she went home and lost it in the evenings, and but she was able to like, this was her happy place, this was her place that she could just get that excitement from, like, and joy from being with kids. With kids, and, yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I could probably tell you something like something I need about every single teacher. And I've told yeah. her before when I've had to like move teachers before, or we didn't have enough teachers here, we needed to move someone somewhere else. And so uh-huh. he's like, Well, why don't you just, you need to pick the lowest performer? And I'm like, Well, I go, maybe in the business world you could do that. I said, But yeah. in the school, I go, every single teacher has something that they're really, really strong at, and there's mm-hmm. things that they could work on. Mm-hmm. And I said, So, you know, if I was basing something solely on parent communication, then I could probably rank all the teachers, who's the best parent communicator? Yeah. But that best parent communicator may not be the best um, teacher of social emotional learning. Yeah. Or do you mean everybody yeah. has different strengths and weaknesses? Sorry. Different so, yeah. Yeah, so I kind of, um, that's not a good way of choosing somebody. So I've always just kind yeah. of adopted the philosophy of, kind of our newest people in the building are our first to go. We didn't have a position. Yeah. Um, and that's just helped yeah. kind of alleviate any of those yeah. pressures of feeling like I'm going to lose my job if I'm not performing well. Right. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, what does professionalism mean to you? Like what? Well, oh, I think, I think somebody that comes and they are eager. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a, will, a willingness to... Um, admit when maybe you need some help mm-hmm. um, like I love that actually and I think sometimes yeah. people think oh my gosh I should ask for help because I need to act like I have it all together and actually that's opposite like I love people who come and ask questions because yeah. I ask questions a lot like I ask questions at the office ladies all the time I don't know most yeah. of the stuff they do yeah I think that is showing professionalism I think um obviously the way you present yourself I think is also a form of professionalism I think in our in a school setting um Lots of teachers like dress exactly what you have on jeans and a cute sweater, and mm-hmm. that's appropriate for our environment. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, like I don't usually even dress up this much. Like, I yeah. 
But I think there's a difference between coming in a cute sweater and jeans and coming in in your sweatpants and your workout shirt. Yeah. And so I think there's a there's a um, physical professionalism right. that is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the interactions you have with your colleagues also mm-hmm. shows that level of professionalism that you are willing to, you know, not um, maybe lead in some areas, but then also let your colleagues lead in other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that shows a huge you know, level of professionalism. Um, yeah. Not all teachers are meant to be leaders. And so I've, I've learned that over the years is that we have a great leadership team of teachers. And so we meet to make a lot of building level decisions, but not every teacher in this building, mm. that's not their desire. Yeah. Nor are they really equipped to lead other adults. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they can lead their classroom and sometimes that's their comfort level. Yeah. But not every teacher is necessarily equipped to be in a leadership role. Mm. And that's okay. And yeah. that took time to realize it doesn't have to be a rotation of leadership. Mm-hmm. Not all teachers want that level of, um, you know, they may be a leader on their team mm-hmm. of three mm-hmm. and be the leader among those, but maybe doesn't have a desire to lead initiatives in the building level. Yeah. You know, just like I yeah. may not have a desires to lead initiatives at the district level. But that doesn't mean I'm not making a difference by leading initiatives. Oh yeah, here. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so um, I can't remember professional. Oh, professional. Yeah. 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 So I think asking questions and just seeking advice and yeah. just being an like someone always will always willing to learn and try mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. is huge. I think that's huge yeah. in terms of just seeing that that's just something different that person is when mm-hmm. they are eager to try something even though it doesn't, may not work. Yeah. When I've had teachers when I have to set up observations. Um, that kind of are tied to their evaluations. I'm like, you guys, I go, don't have me come watch something that you're really good at. I go, have me come watch something that you like are not really confident in. I go, and maybe I can give you pointers. Mm. Or maybe I can actually help you team teach it. Yeah. So don't feel like you've got to do this dog and pony show because it's all about us just continuing to get better and grow professionally. And I'm learning things all the time. I mean, I'm on text with the other principals in my, Mm -hmm. principals in the district all the time, what do you guys think about this? Especially with COVID, like it's yeah. a whole new world for us. Oh, and so yeah. we're constantly like, how do you think I should reply to this? What do you think I should do about this? I mean, so you're con- I'm constantly mm. in, don't have it all figured out. Yeah. I will. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the interesting part too. You don't have it all figured out. <laughs> right. Well, especially this year, it's like, oh, ooh, like so much going on. Oh my gosh, it's been yeah. bonkers. Right. Oh, I just can't imagine hers. like leadership roles though for it's crazy. It's been like twelve hour days for a while. Yeah. It's starting to loosen up a little bit, which is nice. But yeah. It's, well, it's just the, the burden of like we had a teacher that tested positive for COVID. It's our only case in the building so far, and mm-hmm. you know I was kind of left with the ethical decision making power, I guess, to decide do I quarantine this entire class of first graders. Um, for 14 days because their teacher was in their classroom with them. Mm. But the rule is they have to be six feet. You have to be within less than six feet Uh for 10 minutes or more in a 24-hour period. So I talked to the teacher a lot. I said, but if you think of, and I came to the, I finally came to the decision to not quarantine the kids. Mm -hmm. But that burden of knowing that I could be potentially putting kids, like 17 kids, at risk, maybe they do need to be quarantining because they yeah. could be exposing other loved ones. But as I talked to the teacher and we processed it a little bit, she's like, I haven't really started small groups yet. And 
And then I told her, I said, think about in a seven-hour period of a day, because really you only look at the 24 hours before your symptoms or the day of your symptoms. I said, when you walk around the room, that's seconds by a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not standing by them for 10 minutes, potentially. Yeah. Now, if you're a paraprofessional and you're working with a special needs child and you're assigned to that child all day long, yeah. then yeah. I mean, you probably yeah. are within 10 feet or six feet for 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, but those are hard, those are hard decisions to make yeah. or you know when we know it's best for people to be facing forward and six feet apart so in our cafeteria if we were to have everybody six feet apart mm-hmm. all facing one direction we could only fit 25 kids in our cafeteria at a time mm-hmm. well that's not very realistic yeah and obviously we have very good kids right so you know right. you kind of make those like quick decisions uh-huh I collaborate with other people and I get their opinions too. So I can also talk to other people, so what do you guys think? Like, do you yeah. think every other seat's fine with a seat here? We also know the age of kids. Younger kids are not getting COVID as readily as adults and maybe teenagers. And so a lot of those pieces are, you know, like mask wearing. You know, you think, gosh, I remember having a dream. Um, I mean, it's like, <laughs> always have, we'll have these teacher dreams too. So everybody, everybody <laughs> and their dog has teacher dreams at the beginning of school year. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I just had a, te- I just had a dream about masks. And so I told the staff, I go, you guys, I said, I had this dream. We had had this huge discussion that it's required everybody wears masks. Mm-hmm. Anytime you are with anybody, you have to have a mask on. If you're by yourself, you take your mask off. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'm not in here working, I can take my mask off. Yeah. I said, otherwise it has to be on. And I said, same thing with kids. We just, and we'll see how they do with this. This was before school started. Yeah. And I said, I had this dream. It was the first day of school. And I'm like walking around and like nobody had their masks on. Not a single person. Masks were on people's heads. Masks were around people's wrists. Yeah. Teachers weren't saying anything about putting masks on. Teachers were standing side by side talking to each other. And I mean, I just remember thinking, walking around thinking, Oh my gosh, I am yeah. so mad right now. And I said, so, I go, the way I solved that was, I got on the intercom at the end of the day and I grabbed everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my right? Because <laughs> you say, yeah. I don't know what else I'm going to do. You right, know? right. But then right. what's happened is, yeah. the masks have been a non-issue. Our kids yeah. are so good about wearing masks. Mm-hmm. I think I rarely, if a kid walks down the hallway, I mean, there's an occasional time I say, hey, buddy, don't forget to put your mask up. And then maybe yeah. I'm wearing it like down here. You know, they yeah. just... We all do that. Right, and, but right. They are all, I mean, I haven't had any, like, maybe one student who has some emotional issues has been a little bit defiant about wearing the mask. Yeah. But it's a non-issue. Yeah. But we didn't know that before. You know, we thought, right. is this going to be an ongoing battle all day long? Are kids going to forget their mask every day? So are we yeah. going to have to have an assortment of masks? I mean, right. what is so many things like? to think of and, yeah. and like, plan. Yeah, and once you put things in place, there's a lot of things we put in place right. that I'm like, we should have always done that. So like yeah. every grade, we've given a color. Mm. So like our fifth grade's orange. Mm-hmm. And we made these, we've got these little straps that go on the masks. And so then they can take their, it goes around their neck, I'll show you one. And then they, at lunch, they can drape it down here. Okay. So they're not putting their mask on the ground or talking about the ground. They yeah. can just, you know, put it, put it around their back. Uh-huh. Um, that would I mean obviously that wouldn't be something we would keep having if we didn't have masks. But with that, we also had we got a whole bunch of playground equipment, mm-hmm. so we got like twenty five soccer balls, mm-hmm. twenty five basketballs. I mean, just tons of orange playground equipment. Yeah. So we're kind of keeping germs contained in that grade level if, yeah. if things are transmitted on materials. Yeah. Um. 
And then if we have kids say, oh my gosh, we don't have any soccer balls. I can say, well, gosh, look, you guys, you guys had 25 at the beginning of the school year. In fifth grade, you only have one soccer ball left. Look um, at all the other grades. Like they've been yeah. keeping track of their materials yeah. better or, you know, things like that. Oh, and so, smart. but those are things that like, we could do COVID or not. Yeah. You know, we have distinct colors that kind of represent uh-huh. those grade levels. Uh-huh. And then we're also going to do the same thing with like, we're going to have a little intervention, um, like folders for reading and math that are going to be color coded. Oh, yeah. So kids will have, if we see a red folder, we'll know that that's, you know, whatever grade level. So, oh, yeah. you know, just some that's of those perfect. little processes we put in place that we're like, wow, it could be a forever thing that we've done. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, so. that's cool that it'll continue. Yeah. You know, all that planning. and it, Exactly. Well, exactly. Okay, yeah. we had to come back to the drawing board. Like, we're already like, we're going to have to, I'm going to get together with our reading teacher this afternoon because mm-hmm. we're like, there's a lot of kids that need support. And so yeah. we're typically just had a handful. Mm-hmm. How do we best meet all their kids? How do we meet all their needs? How do we get her, how do we benefit the most kids by working with her? Mm-hmm. You know, we have to come back to the drawing board because we're like, we never had a group like this at the beginning of the year because yeah. we haven't had a six month summer. Yeah, right, and There's right. a huge gap and we've seen a yeah. gap. And hopefully it'll, they'll, it'll kick in and they'll get yeah. back in the group. But right now it's like, well, we've got a lot of kids that need yeah. Additional academic support. So, what can we do to yeah. support them? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Um, what qualities do you seek in a new teacher? Like, if you were um, seeking a new uh, teacher, yeah. I mean, I think the eagerness. Eager, I think yeah. you like to ask questions. Yeah. Um, somebody that's reflective. I think it's important mm-hmm. that somebody's reflective and is able to articulate kind of what didn't work or what they want to try. Um, yeah. Somebody that's collaborative, somebody that's willing to say, hey, I'll bring some things to the table. Because I think sometimes new people yeah. think I'm the new person, so I don't really have a lot to offer. And it's like mm. most of the time when we hire new people, it's because they have a lot to offer. Like oh, we yeah. need that. We need a new, fresh perspective on things. Yeah. And so I tell new teachers all the time, just because you're new to this building doesn't mean, and you might be new to the profession, that doesn't mean you're not knowledgeable about what mm. you could also do. And so it kind of goes hand in hand. Your colleagues yeah. could help you with certain things, but... You know, we can go to young people for a lot of the technology needs that they can do with the back of their hand. Right. Unlike a teacher that's right. taught this at 65 who technology is not their gift. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so um, yeah. kind of both those ways. And I think, like, yeah. being able to relate to parents and kind of don't sweat the small stuff with, with parents, too. Like, I've, I've told, I tell parents all the time, like, when your kid is here, we're taking care of them. So, you know, if we have a parent that's like, why, you know, we had a parent just the other day, a kindergarten teacher, or kindergarten, little child, I guess, shoved another little kid by the bathroom. Okay, that happens all the time. Yeah. Teacher, pull the pillow, Elias, you need to be careful, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Well, Elias went home and kind of told on himself, and he told, oh. told him that he pushed somebody. Uh-huh. So the parent replied, emails the teacher, and emails me, and was like, why, why weren't we ever told, da, da, da. So I emailed a parent, I said, listen, I said, I, we will communicate if, there, if it's necessary. If we're starting to see a pattern of behavior and we need your guys' support, mm-hmm. we will call you. Mm-hmm. But I don't need to necessarily, if I was your mom, I don't need to know every single time Olivia looked wrong at somebody or accidentally maybe shoved in line. Uh-huh. Like, your parents don't need to know that. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, but if it becomes right. a pattern of behavior and we need to collaborate t- together, we will do that. But mm-hmm. we're not in the business to just tattle every single time your kid does something yeah and nor do most parents want that most parents want their kid to come to school and that's our job our yeah. job is to pull Elias over and say hey buddy yeah. do you do you see what happened 
and yeah. help guide and lead him. And I think once it was like you bring a new parent, you know, they're kind of yeah. parents, they're yeah. new, they're nervous. Mm-hmm. I think once they heard that, they're like, okay. You know, but I appreciate then that they were at least cautious enough to also want to also help support. Like they weren't yeah. saying it like, why did you talk to my kid? It was right. why did you let me know that you talked to my kid? And it's like, well, teachers are redirecting kids all day long every day. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a constant type of refinement. Right. You know? And so, right. Um, anyway, so I think that parent communication is important. I think mm-hmm. if you can get a parent on your side from the beginning and you share mm-hmm. good things that yeah. are happening with their kids, it just, parents just want to know that you love their kid. Yeah. They really, they want them to learn, but they want them to just know you love their kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plain and symbols with what they want. Yeah. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. So how can I stand out during, like, an application interview for, like, my first yes. realm of teaching, like, coming into a job? Okay. Um, so I think the best thing to do is I don't necessarily think coming and, like, dropping off a resume in person, that kind of bothers me. It's just mm-hmm. awkward and we're busy. And so whenever yeah. you have, like, someone coming, hey, they hand me my resume. Mm-hmm. And you want to go, I don't want to have positions. You go, oh, thank you. I think it's completely appropriate, though, because mm-hmm. in most school districts, there's an application online that you have to fill out for any position in the district. Mm-hmm. I think that is never enough because your name becomes one of hundreds. Yeah. I think the next layer is you also send communication out to the principal by email. And just say, hey, I noticed that there was a first grade position available at your school. I'd love to be considered for the position. I mean, simple. Yeah. I've attached my resume. Um, so what that does is that, like, I can remember, oh, I remember seeing that name, Olivia. And then when I pull up the application online, if I am looking for a position, mm-hmm. I would go look at your application. And I could either go, eh, no, or, no, this looks like something. They, yeah. they took the time to send me an email mm. that's worth you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's worth it. Um, like that extra mile, basically. Yeah. Like a, I don't necessarily, yeah. in, in, in college, it may tell you differently. I don't feel like it's necessary to come into an interview like with this huge like portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, most of the time, that most of the time in an interview, it's you know if there's a connection, you know if that person's going to fit. Mm-hmm. Most people we interview very rarely are the people that we're like, that was horrible. They have no idea what they're talking about. That's very rare. Yeah. Most of the time we have pretty good interviews mm-hmm. because I think we we look through applications. We mm-hmm. we look, you know, we just look for experiences, look yeah. for, and experience does not have to mean you've had teaching experience. Experiences could just be that you've worked at a camp in the summer yeah. or you've, yeah. the internship things that you've done. I mean, that, that could be experiences. Okay. Um, and, but we often know the position that's open, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's the right fit for that team. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So we can interview four to five people mm-hmm. and go, all of those people, if we had five positions, would all be quality people to be in our school, but it's mm-hmm. finding the right fit for that team. So sometimes if we have, like we hired a new first grade teacher this year and we have a teacher that's probably in her 50s, we have Mackenzie, who's the one I was telling you about, that yeah. but she's probably in yeah. her 30s. Mm-hmm. Well, we interviewed multiple people, but we just fell in love with this one girl, Holly, mm-hmm. and so she's like in her twenties. Yeah. But we knew that that was a they were a good they would make a good team together. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times it's also fitting the personality with the uh, team. That you're with on. the team, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So don't. Yeah. I always tell people when they interview and after I would tell I'm like I don't ever want you thinking that. I mean, there are those occasional interviews that you have that you're like they have no clue. Yeah. Like they need some extra experience, and that but that's few and far between. Most people. Work present themselves very well yeah and we try to make it very like I always tell people 
I want this to be a conversation. I don't want this to feel at all. If you have questions for us in the middle of an interview, I want you to ask. Mm -hmm. And I tell people also, you're interviewing us just as much as we're interviewing you. This has to be the right feel for you too. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I've interviewed Mm -hmm. before and I've walked out and I'm like, it's not feel right. Like it just doesn't feel like a job. You know what I mean? It just doesn't feel like you just know. You kind of in your heart is the right thing. So, um, Anyway, I think that's yeah. kind of one of those pieces. And I think it's also interesting, like, in a, I've kind of been in that weird, because I've always been in public schools, and so I've always, I've kind of just recently been more weighed down a little bit by the lack of um, opportunity, necessarily, that I have to, like, have faith conversations with kids. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not to say that, like, 90% of our teachers here, I have faith conversations with all the time. Like, yeah. we're Christians. Yeah. Many of these families are. Yeah. I may not be praying with a kid, but I also I've I've tried to remind myself like my actions, and the way I speak to kids, and the way I encourage kids is a reflection of God. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I yeah. think you can make a difference in any environment. Mm-hmm. I've learned that I I in the, the at risk high risk population of Wichita. Yeah. Where you think, oh my gosh, that's the that's the environment that I can make the biggest difference. I actually felt like I made the least impact mm. because. All I was dealing with was hundreds of kids that had behavior needs. And I couldn't really focus on the tailors that needed yeah. my undivided attention yeah. to be able to partner with parents. And so you have to find um, you have to find that right fit for you. Yeah. And no, I'm better, like I'm better in a suburban environment than I was in an urban environment. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like the needy parents that are asking me, why did you not call my child? Why didn't you call me and tell me that you, you know, that my child got in trouble today? So yeah. I like to kind of educate parents about, okay, this is why. This is kind of what we're thinking. Yeah. Versus in some schools, like I was in, most of the, most of the parents literally didn't have jobs. They were in their pajamas. Their kids weren't yeah. coming to school because they were, like, high on drugs. Mm. Some yeah. people are very equipped for that, and that is something that they can roll their sleeves up and they can go to their level and they can make a huge impact. Yeah. It was not for me. Like, yeah. it was in that, you know what I mean? And so yeah. I think where some people go, oh, my gosh, the biggest at-risk school are the ones that you can make, some, make the most impact in. It's, like, not necessarily true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And so yeah. I think a lot of it is finding for the it's, new employee and for the school, it's it's really just finding that right mm-hmm. partnership. It's like finding yeah. friends. You know, it's yeah. like you have a lot of friends. Right. But you're like, I like a lot of these people. But, I mean, these are the people I gravitate most towards. Yeah. That's what it probably needs to feel like in a work environment, too. Yeah. Is how I kind of see it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Um. Oh. Um. What changes, if any, would you make to like the educational system? Oh, no, it's kind of a big question, so you can think about that for a minute. I would say, like, definitely. I think this is kind of like the common answer you hear from people, like budget. I think we definitely can have. Um, I mean, we have what we need, but I think there's always that, a little bit of that um, pressure and more the state and federal level of not yeah. having the funding that our schools need. And so the, and while you're in a school district like Andover, sometimes it's assumed that you have a lot of funding, but it's all really about, um, the state funding has so many different criteria that I can't yeah. really, it's not my area of expertise, but uh-huh. we're very comparable to like a district called like Hayesville. Okay, so Hazel and Andover are similar size-wise, but we get significantly less funding than Hazel because of their at-risk population. Mm-hmm. And so a lot more funding goes into when you have some of the specifics. And so okay. 
I think funding is a huge thing. I think yeah. that that's, um, you know, I mean, I think teacher pay. I think, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going into something that you're going to, like, make a killing. I wish that teachers could at least get paid enough to where sometimes they don't feel like they have a second job. Mm-hmm. And not yeah. all of them do. Yeah. But we have one teacher here that's single, and she likes nice things. So yeah. she's like, I have a little job at the mall. You know, I mean, she yeah. has those things. Yeah. I would love it if it could just be a young person could go be a teacher and have a mm-hmm. good living. And yeah. you can, but it's not ever going to light the socks off of things. Right, <laughs> you know right, I mean? right, right. But there's a trade-off. You have a great time in the summer. Mm-hmm. You have, as a mom, it was the greatest career that I could have ever had as a mom, is mm-hmm. that, you know, Pope came with me to my office every day after school. I have summertime yeah. break. I can walk out of here if I need to at 4 o'clock. Yeah. I don't always do that, but there's a lot of those pieces that are, like, yes. not financially even relevant. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I mean? Right. Um, Oh, what else do I think about education that could change in education? I mean, I think we're always looking at our class sizes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if we could always have it, and that's all that's a funding issue. Mm-hmm. Um, we all would love to have like you know seventeen kids in our classrooms. Yeah. Um, but it's just not fiscally able to do that. Um, so I think as a build, uh, we're always looking at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also looking at like at the building level, mm-hmm. how can we make things more personal for kids? Mm-hmm. And I mean that by like saying, how can we really like hone in on their interests yeah. and help school be more relevant for them? Mm-hmm. So yes, they've got to learn their ABCs, they've got to learn their 130s, they've got to do all that part. But mm-hmm. also, we have some kids, I think if we could hook into mm-hmm. what are their true interests yeah. and yeah. help them like identify that, Yeah, that's a journey we're still on as yeah. a school, is how do we help personalize all of this more for kids? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I'm, I think school safety is something that we always have to keep in the back of our head. We have to be yeah. like mindful of making sure that we're keeping a safe environment for kids too. I mean, yeah. I don't want, I told parents all the time, I'm like, I don't want this to feel like prison when they come to school with their masks yeah. on and they're socially distancing. I mean, I think when we walk around, you're going to see it doesn't feel that different. Like, they yeah. have masks on, but it doesn't feel that different. Yeah. Well, we our tables, we're using hand sanitizer more. There's nothing wrong with using hand sanitizer. We should all probably be better about using hand right. sanitizer. Right. Do you know what I mean? And so, um, you know, so I think, I think, but, but I think safety-wise, I mean, this year happens to be more of like we're worried about the safety and the health of our kids, but then there's been other times where it's like, okay, guys, what do we do? We talk all the time, like, we do a fire drill. I got a kid just the other day, I go, where would I go if I, there was a fire in this building? So it was a really yeah. quick opportunity for me to talk to that child and say, yeah. really, it depends on where the fire is. I go, think about it, if your classroom always gets <clears> off this door, that's where you think you're always supposed to go out for a fire, yeah. what if the fire's right there? And they were like, I know you have to you have to just know what to do. You have to know you gotta get out. So you find the closest place to get out. Mm-hmm. So um I think that's what I mean there's yeah. a lot of really good things happening. And I think I'm probably a little skewed in some, you know, if I were living if I was working in like New York City schools or right. some of these urban hard school <laughs> districts where you they're dealing with like attendance issues and they're dealing with crime and they're dealing with lots of behavior. I mean we don't have that layer here. And mm-hmm. so it's um most of our kids come here very healthy yeah. and ready to learn. Yeah. And so we just get kind of come alongside of them and, and, and support teach them. them and support. Yeah. 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 Let's see here. Oh, if you could choose like another career field, uh-huh. which is kind of hard since you've no, always like it's had good. that had uh-huh. that in the back of your head, but like what would you choose if you wanted to go for a different Okay, so in a school world, if I could do something different, so when mm-hmm. I went to go get my masters, I always 
I often thought about being a school psychologist because oh, wow. I think it's really interesting, like the testing. So the yeah. school psychologists do a lot with um, the achievement testing to kind of figure out how, how kids learn. Mm-hmm. So I think that would have been super interesting. It's a lot of reports and data and lots of time at your desk. So that's probably yeah. not like basically really cut out for me. But I think if I were like maybe counseling, mm-hmm. like maybe being a therapist yeah. or like I love talking to people. So yeah. I think just kind of helping people in that way would yeah. probably be what I would something else that you go and do. Yeah. But I really honestly can't envision myself doing anything else. Yeah. There's times where I'm like, do I see myself doing this until I'm 65? I don't know. But I do not ever, I really cannot remember a time. Mm-hmm. There's been a day, there's been days where you're like, I don't want to go to work today. Yeah. But very rarely, like I tell people, I forget. <laughs> I forget that I'm working to make money. Oh, wow. See, that's awesome. That, you know, like, yeah. do what you love. and I literally forget that I work to make money. Wow. That's like, awesome. Like, I just love it that much. Yeah. And so, and I think a lot of us feel that way. You know, yeah. we're not coming here. I don't, I don't even look at the clock half the time. I'm like, oh, my God, the day flew by. You know, yeah. we've all had jobs where you're like, oh, my gosh, it's only 3 o'clock. I've got two more hours to sit right. and do this. It's not like that. You know, the days yeah. go by fast. They're, every day's different. Yeah. Every day's unique. Mm-hmm. But I thought about that. I was like, I literally kind of forget I could have come here and make Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I hope that happens for you too. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think the relationships definitely like fuel it because I'm very much like that. Yeah. Like, I got to have that Gives to like, energy. yes, to have that energy, yeah. in, which yeah. I think is awesome. Oh, it's so fun. So. <laughs> well, and that's like I've told Todd before too. I'm like, yeah. he, his world is numbers and spreadsheets and he's an accountant. So it's money, it's money and numbers. And, and I yeah. go, for as many times you're doing something with a number, I'm doing something with a person. Yeah. It's the differences. You know what I mean? Those are the differences in it. And um, I can be exhausted by the end of the day. So sometimes as I've gotten older, I've gotten more where I want to like become more reclusive when I get home because I don't want to make a decision about anything because I'm constantly making decisions. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. But then everybody kind of does when you're working. You're making decisions on a spreadsheet, whether you're making decisions with people. Yeah. You know, you're constantly, but I tell people also, I think teaching is much harder than even my job. So mm-hmm. my job, I if I have a day, let's say I'm not feeling well, if I need to have a day that I work in my office that day, because I don't feel great, I can. Mm-hmm. But when you're teaching, you are on the entire day. There is no break. Yeah. So you are yeah. on, you are on, you are on, and those kids are needing you every single minute. And yeah. so that, I think, and teachers will say, that day that's not true, yours is harder. I go, mine is harder in some, like, strategic things that I have to make decisions on, and... There's parts of it that might be harder, but overall, mm-hmm. teaching in the classroom all day long is exhausting because it's, yeah. you're with, you know, 20 right. little kindergartners that are like herding cats. Right, <laughs> you know? right. Like it's and just... it's like that um, classroom management, like oh. you said, because we're talking a lot oh, about boy. that at my teaching class, classes. and it's like, that's mm-hmm. a big, mm-hmm. a big thing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, because that's yeah. one of the things I struggle yeah. with is like okay. that management, but... You'll get it. And yeah. It's, you just have to kind of learn your own little techniques and what works and what works. And every group's different. Right. And I think kids need routines and procedures. Mm. And they may think, you may think that you're being like too ordered and routine and procedure. And we're going to try this again. And we're going to try this again. And we're going to try this again. Mm-hmm. That's what they need. Mm. And they actually thrive when they have that consistency. The more yeah. consistent something is uh-huh. and predictable, 
they're happier and they're better. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. you may feel like, oh my God, this isn't really fun for them, but it's like procedures, 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 and you practice it and you practice it and you practice it. And okay. even to this day, I mean, teachers are still practicing procedures. Like, no, yeah. we're going to try that again. Let's just sit back down. We're going to try that again. Mm-hmm. You can do it in a very dignified way. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to try that again. That's not the way we're supposed to, you know, line up the door. And yeah. and there's some teachers that are better at it than others. I'll, sh- I'll walk you by one teacher, and she's new this year, and I, the little times I've been in her room, it's like she's ultra explicit in her teaching mm-hmm. in that her procedures are so explicit so it'll be something like okay so in just a second you guys you're going to shut your chromebook and you're going to get your pencil out and you're going to put, put, put your pencil on the desk mm-hmm. and show me you're ready oh my gosh okay i noticed wow i noticed that anada she has closed her chromebook and her pencil's already on her desk thank you so much i mean it's like conversational but uh-huh. she's continuing to give these little reminders every single time she's doing something. Uh-huh. Not all the teachers like that. There's other teachers like, I need you to get your Chromebook out and your pencil out. That's their style. And most of the kids will do that. Does yeah. that make sense? But right. it's neat to see, uh-huh. as a new educator, I like to find teachers that like you. I could literally say to you, okay, do you notice? Do you uh-huh. notice what she just did? Uh-huh. This They don't really realize they're doing it half the time. Do you know what I mean? But they just... Yeah. That's just who she is and how she has learned for herself to manage a room. Yeah. Um, I walked into another teacher's room the other day and she was like sitting at her, at her little grocery table and she was like, I love it when they start getting all the procedures and things done. I probably wouldn't have realized there were procedures happening because it was kind of like a little chaotic to me. Yeah. But it wasn't her. Like she, they all knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. She knew what they were all doing. Yeah. Um, so it was organized in the way she had asked it to be organized. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Different sides. And it's all about yeah. relationships. You've got those kids yeah. have got to okay. believe that they, they, they can trust you. Yeah. And relate to you and see that you're a normal human being yeah. and they will do anything for you. Yeah. When that, when that is built. When that's, that's built yeah. and priority yeah. before exactly. the learning comes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And you feel that pressure. You might see colleagues next to you that yeah. like, they've already gotten to lesson whatever in math. It's like, it's okay. Yeah. If you have to stop... And you have to spend this next math time mm. to focus on like taking turns because yeah. your group wasn't taking turns during that math game. That's appropriate. Mm. You will get to that lesson, but that lesson will not happen if it's not if it's not managed well. Does yeah. that make sense? It's yeah. Like sometimes to take that pressure, like there's that saying that go slow to go fast. Mm. So you go slower now to ultimately be able to go faster later. But yeah. if you start off fast right now and you taught them how to line up at the door one time, and then you jump into everything else. You're gonna to have to slow down later to teach them how to line up at the door. Yeah, that so sense? it's like that backwards exactly. thing. Go yeah, slow right now, and then you'll be able to go faster later. Yeah, and you teach the procedures enough. It's kind of like right now our teacher that has COVID that's home. Mm-hmm. She only had four days with her kids, so they're first graders. They don't know the routines really, and so then yeah. you add a substitute to it, so it's a little chaotic because yeah. it's they don't know the routines. We're typically you know by October. Uh-huh. The kids can say, no, that's not what we do. We normally do this when we line up at the door. And they can tell the substitute what to do. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So So that's tough when that consistency hasn't been built yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, Oh, yes. Is there anything, like, last to kind of wrap up? But, like, any last, like, advice or, like, comments? Um, I just would say follow what your heart tells you to do. Like, I think sometimes education can get that rap where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's so many other things you could go do. Or, oh, I think there's, like, I remember my dad was a businessman, so I remember Mm -hmm. thinking he always probably wanted me to go into business. And 
but I always knew I was like that was not I mean I don't want to do that like I knew in my heart I did not want to do that and I think it wasn't because he didn't believe in it he doesn't believe in education or doesn't believe in any of those things but I think he equated it to financially she will take care of herself she can you know so many of those pieces that I think when you really are a teacher like it's it's in your DNA like it's hard to deny yeah that's what you're saying you're supposed to what you're supposed to be doing and like I mean hope is been raised by a teacher her whole life and I'm, I've asked her before I'm like do you want to be a teacher she's like no like it does yeah. it's not at all it's not even on her radar of interest yeah. and I'm this person I'm like how is it on everybody's radar like doesn't everybody want to be an educator right <laughs> right like, how yeah how is that not yeah so you have to like you want to have a job that you literally can say I feel like I went to work and I didn't realize I was getting paid yeah that's what you want to do and that yeah. doesn't mean every year is going to be like that I've had tough years I've had this will probably go down as one of the toughest years because of COVID. Yeah. All the intricacies of my job are not normal. Mm. So a lot of it is, fo- is focused on mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. A lot of being in the school year is going to focus on this brand new building. Yeah. Things I didn't even know. I didn't even know what the differences between different kinds of like grass seed were. And yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, there's just, right. there's years that are unique, but yeah. overall to know that you're in something that you know you love. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And you have to just follow that and just, Mm-hmm. you know keep focused on and that and keep going and it's okay yeah. to say like when you said I think I really kind of like second grade I think yeah. sometimes when I ask people that they sometimes think it's a trick question that like they need to say I'm really happy teaching any grade well I wouldn't be happy teaching any grade like yeah. I would not want to teach high school I yeah. have zero teaching oh, in high yeah. school and I don't really middle school yeah. I'm not really in fifth grade so it's okay to say I would I, I really kind of love second like I like second graders yeah. you know that doesn't mean that's the only grade I want to teach but I kind of right. like that age group yeah it kind of gives like administrators an idea of kind of where that person might fall. And we can interview you. Like we interviewed a girl last spring and mm-hmm. she was interviewing for a first grade job. Yeah. And based upon the team, we felt like she'd better be a better spot at fourth. Mm-hmm. And we, I just said to her, are you at, at all interested in fourth? And she's like, I'm just really not. And she yeah. already had a job in a yeah. different, different end of her school. And she goes, I just like the little ones. And I'm like, yeah. that's good. I go, you know what? Yeah. You do what your heart tells you is the right right thing to do, but it's also okay once you've done something. To me, I tell people a good teacher can teach any grade. Yeah, it may not be what you love, right? But a good teacher can teach anything. Yeah, it's just finding kind of what really is your what would work for job. that. Yeah, for yeah. that age and everything yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah. Exactly. So. Oh yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. I think that's all. <laughs> so here's what you do. You call me if there's other questions. Is you're like okay. your paper or do whatever. If you're like okay, clarify something for me. Yes. Is there something else I can add? Just call me. Okay. I'd be happy to. Okay, that'd be awesome. And then anytime, seriously, I told I told Corinne this when I'm on that walk. If you uh-huh. guys have experiences you need, just yeah. come here. Okay. And, or if it even that would like, actually be great. Yeah, I would love that. Even if you're like, I just want some yeah. time to come up here. Yeah. Right now, we don't really have visitor. I mean, we have people coming in and doing these kind of observations. And yeah. Things. Um, but even like when COVID's been done, like yeah, like, I just I have Wednesday afternoons off. I'd love to volunteer in some rooms just yeah. to get yourself in a school. Yeah, that would, would be, be awesome. Would be and you guys would be open. And, oh, for sure. Okay, for sure. That'd be awesome. And there's another program. Like, where are you thinking about for college? Do you know? Well, so I've thought about Emporia State because okay. it works really well with Butler, yeah. but I'm not completely sure about yeah. it yet. I've heard so, a lot of things about Emporia. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's also a program, I don't know which I'll say, there's a program called the TAP program. You might find out about okay. it. Um, but some of our teachers, or some of our paras that work with kids, they are part of the TAP program with Wichita State. Okay. So they're here working, uh-huh. and it pays for part of their schooling. Oh, it's super interesting. So it's like a scholarship, but you're, of, but mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Let me write it down. Yeah, it's called, <laughs> it's called the TAP. 
like okay. TAPM, I'll even show that stands for. But I can, I mean, you're not at that point yet, but when you get to that point, but that's, um, and some people have done it where the, it might be like they're going back for a degree and they already have a degree in something else. Uh -huh. But Emporia, I mean, Emporia has a wonderful teacher's college. Like it's known wow. for their, their yeah. education. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you've got time. Yes, I have time <laughs> to think about it. <laughs> Do you want me to take me around? Yes, I would love that. Can you actually sign this yeah, to yeah, as well? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yep. Okay. The clipboard's messy because it was babysitting and there were colors oh, on the board. <laughs> totally fine. Hand over. 